1: Epic has arrived, the Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Great to have you company. and just beware, we've got some very hot days coming up. In Perth and throughout Western Australia this week. And here's a quick community update thanks to Fire Coat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Visit defes.wa.gov.au. And this community update is thanks to the new Fire Coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions. And it's available at Bunnings. Uh, Right now. Well, let's hope it cools down a little bit before the Super Rugby season gets underway. After all, it's not far away, February 23rd, it kicks off. And as we mentioned, the Western Force are at home against the Hurricanes. Looking forward to that. And of course, a big announcement today the fact that Neve O'Connor has been appointed the Western Force CEO now on a permanent basis after being in an acting capacity. For a few months. Neve is in Sydney. Uh, She's about to attend the Rugby Australia Awards Night and she's been kind enough to give us uh, a few minutes of her time. Neve, thanks for your time. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. And uh, you're in Sydney. A big night for Rugby Australia tonight.
0: It is indeed, yes. Um, We're over here to attend the Rugby Australia uh, Annual Awards Night. So uh, quite exciting.
1: Let me ask you, uh, we cannot mistake... The accent, a very proud Irish accent. Uh, we call you Neve, even though your Christian name is spelled N-I-A-M-H. What is it about the Irish in trying to confuse us non-Irish people?
0: Oh, we like we like to create stories behind things. So, okay. yeah, the harder it is, the better. so we can
1: tell a good story. Well, tell us about your journey, uh, as we know, from Ireland. I believe that you were in some ways brought up on rugby. Take us back to when you were a little girl.
0: I was, yeah. Um, I was very fortunate to grow up in a rugby-mad household. Um, and we spent probably a lot of weekends by the rugby field, so it became where we grew up as kids. Um, in rural Ireland so yeah it's been in my veins then for for quite some time and when I moved to uh, university I joined the rugby club so it's always been part of how I settled in new places and it was similar then in uh, when I moved to Perth in 2011 I sought out a local rugby club and rode in there with committee roles, manager roles, volunteers, whatever needed to be done yeah so it's been quite a journey
1: for me you, to you mentioned it's been in your family blood for many years, uh, starting there in your home country of Ireland. Is this now, in some ways, your ultimate job to be the CEO of the Western Force in uh, Australia and New Zealand Super Rugby competition?
0: Yes, for me, it's been quite well. For me, it's been quite exciting. I'm kind of here by accident rather than by, by design because I came from a construction background. Um, and I had done project director roles all over the world. When I came to Perth then, um, I joined in 2021 the Rugby WA Board to kind of reposition juniors and really look at pipelines and stuff and then joined the fourth board in June 2023, so just recently. So, I kind of can't believe my, that I get paid to do rugby now.
1: It's <laughs> <has> been awesome. <laughs> well, you were appointed to the Rugby WA Board of Directors in 2021. Uh, prior to that, were you a keen rugby supporter of the Western Force at HBF Stadium?
0: Uh, yes, I, I was. I was one of the tragics that was there through pick and pin. So, yeah, Force has been a major part of um, my life in Perth, to be honest. It's, yeah, it's and it'd be a-
1: fair to say also, Neve that, they have promised a lot the Western Force and probably just have failed to deliver what we've expected. We're talking about finals uh, football or finals rugby. Uh, What are your thoughts on where the Western Force sits in the super rugby landscape at the moment? Because it's been quite an interesting short history
0: yes oh look i'm really really excited about where the force are heading um now this year we've got a really really strong roster we've got um, a coaching group that have been consistent for the last couple of years so i'm really really excited we've got a really young team that are showing really really good signs and the cohesion has been awesome so for for me it's heading in a really really strong direction um, we want to be the leaders in, 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 in and, and be the aspiring team that everyone wants to play for when we've been tasked with being the best team in the world. So,
1: game on. Yeah, game on. Are you concerned in any way the perception of rugby in Australia at the moment after the failed attempt by the Wallabies at the recent World Cup?
0: Oh, look, yeah, the sport is facing challenges um, after the World Cup, but... That, for me, is the opportunity to really rethink um, how we're doing to make the whole ecosystem sustainable. Um, West Australia is a major, major cornerstone of the game in Australia, and um, we've been focused on making it the best um, program and place for, for players to come um, to the men's and women's game. So we are looking forward, to, um, and a major part of being the leaders in um You know, and actually getting the golden decade coming through, we have uh, outstanding opportunity for rugby in Australia, the British and Irish lines, the men's World Cup, the women's World Cup, the Olympic Games. And you can tell from being at Sevens last weekend that there is an appetite and there is a love for rugby in WA. The place was buzzing last weekend at HBF Park, so it's been really, really good.
1: It certainly is. We've got the Australian people that follow it, the the local tragics and of course the South African migration where rugby is their number one sport. And as we know the New Zealanders that love the sport as well. It's their number one sport. So it's a great mix uh, and a potential growth for rugby. Now you worked at grassroots level. Where does rugby sit uh, at grassroots? Um, Look, rugby is uh, at a grassroots level in Perth. We
0: are been very, very fortunate in that we're one of the few member unions that has seen growth in the last couple of years. Um, We've seen a a significant growth in the women's game and participation where we're seeing up to close to 20% growth year on year, which is very different to most other states. And we're financially very stable now. So that's been really, really good So there's the opportunity to really rethink and and do things and put Perth on the map as a major rugby home because we've got the
1: melting pot of cultures here to do it. We know Andrew Forrest has been so supportive of rugby in Western Australia and the Western Force, and when called upon, he's been all too happy to help out. Have you met with Andrew? And I gather he's pretty excited with the Western Force and where they're going?
0: Yeah, Andrew and Nicola have been wonderful supporters of rugby in, in, in WA over the years and the Western Force, and I'm feeling very humbled of um, having the focus now to lead our organisation to be the most successful on and off the field, which is the exciting part.
1: So what is your priority now that you've taken over the role as CEO of the Western Force? Uh, no doubt you've got a shopping list, but what's front and centre that you need to tackle first up?
0: Uh, for, for me, it's... Um, I guess was all West Australians, like a winning team, right? So that's um, a major important step along the way. And I, I guess to, to position us as being the strong leaders and the solution for Australian rugby. So we've tried things a little bit differently this uh, in the last couple of years that are beginning to see, show us that there are green shoots. We've... Um, targeted more state schools and um, seeing a huge growth in, in state school participation under the Western Forest Cup. So that's been uh, really positive for me. So it's to grow the game in, in a different way and non-traditional ways.
1: Mm. You've had the backing of Rugby Australia CEO Phil War. He's excited that uh, you've been appointed. And I know you're looking forward to working very closely with Phil, who in his own right was an outstanding Wallaby in his time.
0: Yes, yes. Phil has been awesome. Um, we're, we and all the other member unions are working very closely with Rugby Australia at the moment um, to reposition us to being the best nation in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's, it's been very um, refreshing to see that and that support from Phil.
1: Well, good luck, Neve. Lovely to have a chat to you. We wish you the best of luck as the brand-new CEO of the Western Force. Uh, You've got rugby in your veins, but more importantly, you've got, uh, through your experience, I gather, uh, plenty of experience when it comes to business acumen that you bring uh, to the Western Force. Uh, Enjoy tonight uh, there in Sydney, and we'll keep in touch here at SENWA. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, nice to have a chat to Neve O'Connor, the brand-new Chief Executive Officer of the Western Force. And we wish them the best of luck with their new season. There's a general feeling that they'll do OK. As I said, uh, finals have always been the target. A couple of seasons they've just missed out. And let's hope this year they break that mould and become a dominant force in super rugby. We wish them the best of luck. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, you've still got time to get on the uh, text line, 0487 736, 736. Uh, The other thing... Here's Laura Kane talking about on-ball chip technology. And uh, have a listen to this. We'll take a break and give us your thoughts on whether it's something that should be fast-tracked on the back end of what happened with that goal-umpiring howler that cost the Adelaide Crows a final spot last year. Or, again, is the AFL a bit too reactionary to try and bring that in? By the way, uh, the cricket, 8 for 77. Uh, Australia, that is the Australian women's team, uh, in reply to South Africa's 6 for 229 South Africa will win that and win it very comfortably at the North Sydney Oval Here's Laura Kane on ball chip technology.
2: Yeah, so the, the ball has a chip in it that picks up a whole heap of different data points and different information, so uh, there's, there's a stream around the game itself, so it's tracking things like congestion and ball speeds. So we don't have direct metrics for either of those two things and how can we start to understand where the ball's going, how quickly it's going, and where the players are relative to the footy? So there's a football performance game analysis stream to it. In terms of score review, most of it uh, centres around what it t- what the ball touches, and also what lines it crosses. And so it's quite um, it's quite good in terms of uh, tracking when the ball has crossed the line, and if anything has happened to the ball when that ball has crossed the line, say a um, as finger or a post brush, mm. uh, it can pick that up. So yes, the idea is that the technology um, is instant and I saw it in action the other day uh, and tells our officials what has happened. So we just need to work out how much testing we need to do to make sure that we're confident to use that technology in officiating. But uh, we've already started using it in, ter- in terms of uh, data collection from a game analysis perspective.